All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. Are we trying to keep the manatees alive, for Christ's sake? 21 degrees. Good That's lord. Room temperature. Get a sweater they're already paid for. <laughs> I've never heard that saying, and it sounds like a very common saying. That's my saying. I don't think... I, th- I think I invented it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Get, get a sweater they're already paid for. That's... That's a quote from your your next screenplay. <laughs> My next screenplay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll consider that. I'm starting to think this uh, COVID-19 thing is serious. <laughs> Remember when we first sat down here and I said, listen, man, I don't have a sense of humor about it. Yeah, I sort of do. And, and weirdly... That was already a strange podcast. For some reason, we were recording on like a late like a Saturday, Saturday afternoon, yeah, which we never do. You had just come from a bar. Yeah, you never let me live that down. <laughs> you disrespectfully uh, shook my hand when I walked in and said, hey, <laughs> and guess what? Right. And then we kissed each other's foreheads. <laughs> That's right. And then you learned the truth. And then you said, and I was just at a bar. <laughs> I high-fived everyone. That's true. That's true. COVID hadn't even hit the shores of Nova Scotia yet, to our knowledge. But now it has. And we've officially entered our second phase, our second lockdown, second sort of. wave chick. Um, yeah, I'm, I, do you feel like we've got more reps at this point? Like we're, you know, just kind of more like ready, not ready for it, but at least like psychologically, it's not quite as tolling. Yes. For better or worse. I think we're yeah. desensitized to the trauma. Yeah. I think it's to a certain extent we're it's kind of a healthy thing, although it's not great because people are maybe not taking it as seriously. Well, exactly. And I think that's the main reason we're entering a second wave in the first place and why in general second waves are worse than firsts because you're no longer afraid. And so the Nova right. Scotia government can't do anything to to make you afraid of pandemics. Right. They can't change your 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 feelings. But what they can do is take your money. And so they sure can. They have ramped up the the regulations and they're like, "Well, we'll just take more money from you." Yeah. We're going to fine you $1,000 each. Each. I haven't heard that be a thing anywhere else. Have you like like California and stuff? Are there fines given out for Well, it's like Yeah, I think so. And okay. and and I and it kind of seems like one of those things that was unclear before and just now they've drawn a line in the sand. Yeah. And so like if previous to this new installment, they had said, yeah, we always could have done that. Mm-hmm. I would have been forced to believe them. And similarly, a couple of weeks ago when they were like, hey, if you have somebody quarantining in your house, you now have to quarantine too. I was kind of like, was that not always the rule? Yeah. How didn't that make sense before? Yeah. Well, like, what's the point? What's but, the difference? But you can totally see it. Like you I've heard stories of like friends of friends that are like, yeah, no, they just have their like brother in from Ontario, but they're still going out. But the brother is like, oh, no, I got a quarantine here. It's like, no, you don't understand that. You're still spreading the same. Yeah. He might as well go out, too. I think. Yeah. I think that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Do you have the app, the government app? I do. So yeah. apparently you need to be within the same 15 or the same six feet of someone for like 15 minutes in order for it to register as a thing. I, th- I like the app in theory, but it, that it doesn't really sound like it's going to be terribly effective. No. I mean, I don't think so. And don't those people also have to have the app? I'd be curious to know what the app stats are because I feel like people don't, they're not really getting the app. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at the exposure list and it's all restaurants now. Yep. Which has, have been shut down for couple, two weeks. A couple of gyms. A couple of gyms. You're right. Um, 
there's been some like grocery stores, but for the most part, grocery stores are just like monitor symptoms kind of yeah thing. like big box retail stores like some in bears lake and yeah i mean the problem is like in a shopping district especially you go to one place you go to five places mm. now i've definitely been to restaurants in you know the last eight months yeah not in quite a long time in fact not in like at least four weeks so three four maybe not quite right. four weeks but, but like but even at the beginning of november what it didn't seem like a, a terrible idea no. to go to a restaurant but once the case started ramp cases started ramping up, it was like we don't need to do this. We can order takeout. Right. So we had a, a frightening thirty-seven cases a couple days ago, then sixteen mm-hmm. yesterday, fourteen today, which is Thursday. Yeah. Those numbers are not as troubling as say thirty-seven. No. And, and this time around, they're having a surprising amount of just pop-up clinics yep. where you can go and get tested. And I think they're going to start urging for just mass testing. Yeah. Which would be great. You're you're right to say that it in general we're more prepared. It, it doesn't yeah. like th- there is definitely virtue in in knowing what we're up against, or at least having lived through a wave of a pandemic before. Granted, it's the same one. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's all this talk about uh, vaccines. That's going to be really far down the road. I think people are probably getting ahead of themselves. Well, the, yeah, the vaccine front and some of the vaccine. Like, have you read some of the side effects? Like, it's going to make you like you're going to have to like take a day off work. Yeah, for the symptoms of of the or the side effects. And we don't know any of the long term side effects. Like, maybe we'll like we'll all have like eleven fingers. Is this how we we talk ourselves into becoming anti vaxxers on the show? Oh, show? I don't want to do that, but you're probably <laughs> right. Yeah, but Let's become poor joe rogan but honestly like i would i would i would rather risk the um vaccine than you know alex which we talked about but i feel i need to mention on the show show for posterity my friend alex who uh lived in denmark he had this this is the gentleman who looks like rob thomas no that's stefan yep uh alex did my wedding had the glasses okay uh short guy like me okay um and uh lives in denmark was kind of fulfilling like a dream of doing this sabbatical where he bikes from Denmark to Portugal kind of got uh, held up in France and then everything locked down and he went was going to stay with some friends in Provence Hmm. and ended up staying there and when he was out like getting groceries one day he I this is where he supposes he contracted COVID yeah contracted COVID (laughs) sorry I buried the (laughs) <laughs> it's true we kind of got to it uh but he uh he's he's now back in nova scotia okay he planned on being back for christmas so he kind of had to delay some stuff uh, as originally planned he's over covid but he still doesn't have a sense of taste or smell wait is he testing negative now he's testing negative now. okay good yeah. good yeah this is scary eh the the yeah. no taste or smell thing and he's he's worried about it too and it's so weird because i was like did you know did someone bring you food he's like yeah my mom actually stocked the cottage they he has a cottage out in the valley actually stocked it with like all the food i love and like made me all this good food that i like can't enjoy he's like it's it's a strange form of torture so i'm just like eating all the crappiest food first and then going to get to that when i mean uh, people must lose weight when they when they have covid long term or when these symptoms because like probably for sure, without that, we wouldn't crave food as much, right? Like, I, I, no, I feel, it I feel, would be a chore. Absolutely, I feel no inclination towards eating a yummy French fry. I would have to set a timer, I think. Well, and the diabetes thing too. But true, like I would just be living off like soylent shakes. That's that a good point. point. Honestly, shakes are probably a good way to get some some of your protein. Yeah, 
and to a certain extent, you could probably get even more vitamins because you could just eat or drink these like disgusting, like, you know, vitamin filled yeah. things. I mean, I get told them you, into your system. I told you about this TikTok trend where people who have this particular side effect from their COVID are just like eating crazy hot sauces yeah. and like drinking shots of vodka just to prove how ineffective it is to them um, instantaneously. Although they are still getting the physiological reactions to those. Like I have to assume, like even if you can't smell the hot sauce, it's still you could assault, get heartburn. It's or still something. assaulting your palate, and like, yeah. and certainly if you drink all that vodka, taste it or not, you're getting hammered. You're gonna get drunk. <laughs> it's like, oh, I haven't lost that sense. Yep. Um. Yeah. Imagine if COVID just made you like able, like, completely heightened your alcohol tolerance. You yeah. Could just, could just drain alcohol that was the first um that would be a strange side effect yes it that would, would be like a weirdly like, like a superpower yeah mm. <laughs> or you could just or, not drink but or, or torture yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i just want to get i don't know i feel like yeah uh anyways that's another that's a, like a uh reddit writing prompt that we should create okay i don't know <laughs> okay you can write it okay all right um be sure to use the line um put a sweater on it's paid for. That's right. Yeah. That'll be the final line of right. it. <laughs> That's how Put a I'll sweater conclude. on, it's paid for. Else you might catch a cold. <laughs> and you know what happened last time. Like I said, put a sweater on. I need to make that the last <laughs> okay, one. Okay, fair enough. Um, so that TikTok video that you sent me was the first TikTok like, in-app video that has been sent to me. I've seen TikToks, obviously, on like Instagram and stuff. Yes. But that was the first time that I watched one. And I got scared afterwards because I probably spent a good like 15 seconds watching these previews for other TikToks mm. that it just kind of like rolls through and wants you to like get baited and click on another one. Right. And I was like, I got to put this down. Like I'm yeah. not going to download TikTok. So what this, you're, what this you're would saying, be too time consuming. What you're saying is you did heroin once. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I was like, man, that was fun. But I, I need to think ahead on this one. Like what? What it's are the possibilities here? Really bad. I was about halfway through a Joan Didion book when I got TikTok and I never finished that book. <laughs> you lit it on fire. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happened. You said, praise the TikTok lords. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I never turned back. Yeah. Books. It, it is kind of a good resource. There's not as much negativity on it as there is on, say, Twitter. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of negativity on Instagram really either. Uh, no, but there's a lot of ads on on Instagram. I find that That's Instagram true. is like, I don't know. I think I kind of fucked up my algorithm when I got really into men's watches. Yeah. And all it will send me is watches. And recently, only very recently, has my Instagram algorithm learned that I also kind of like castles. And so now <laughs> my, ex my explore page is just watches and castles, which is fine. But it's a lot of ads. They must think you are a, quite a refined man. Yeah, I know. They, they definitely like, think I'm the Dosakis guy. They're like, okay, between castles and watches, we got a lot of wiggle room here for what we can hook this guy up with. Do you think with. we can start pushing this guy ascots? Or are we there yet? I don't know. Hold ascots for another month. Today's show show is brought to you by Fancy Washes, uh, Castles, and Ascots. Yes. It's, well, but maybe, I'll, maybe I'll be really into ascots. You should be. Did you ever listen to my short story about, about the guy who makes watches? Uh no I don't think I so. put it up on this channel there yeah. like six months ago mm -hmm. that was your first mistake hey I know yeah <laughs> <laughs> I steer clear of the show show you never listened to the show show uh no I have listened to episodes before but I find it really weird sure like I I get that you have to I enjoy the conversation in the moment and I think that I would kind of 
feel cringy listening back to it. I, and I get that yeah. you have to because, and you listen to your voice a lot anyway, so you don't mind it. And also you have to do it to kind of edit. So there's like a utility to what you're, what you're doing. That used to be my excuse. I used to be a little bit more nervous about like what I might have said in the heat of the moment. I want to listen back to make sure that I haven't like incriminated myself or something. Sure. But I really don't say things like that. No. I kind of just am in the habit of listening back to it once. Right. And it kind of brings me peace. Now you are right in that I listen to my voice for a living. So a lot of people hear their voice unusually. And right. then when they do, it sounds different to what they thought. Mm -hmm. I used to have that instinct. And now my voice on a speaker sounds to me the same as it does in my head. So I don't really have the, the cringe over the specific uh, timber of my vocal quality. I do hate the things I say sometimes right. because I think I'm an asshole. For the same reason I listen to the podcast. I'm a narcissist. <laughs> a narcissist who just happens to like castles and watches. I mean... <laughs> It's, the fair, it's a pretty fine line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's something you could listen to if you had two hours. Totally. Yeah. I, I've been thinking, tell me what you think about this, and I'm not sure what platform to do this on. Um, but I... Okay, wait. Did did you learn a lot when you were writing this short story about the man who makes watches? Yeah, it was kind of a chicken and egg thing where okay. I decided I wanted to write about a guy who owns a watch shop. Okay. And then I had to learn about like the the, the hardware of watches, mm -hmm. and then I too got really fascinated with watches, yeah. and it like branched way beyond writing yeah. this particular story. There's something especially about like an automatic watch where oh yeah, it's like super fast. Is your watch automatic? I I don't own an automatic. Neither watch, do I. No. Yeah. yeah, and I'm kind of worried about it being too like finicky or something messing up with it. Well, and they don't keep time as well. No, no, like, exactly. Like, certainly in the culture of watches, there's something kind of gauche about having a quartz watch right. like you and I do. Right. Um, but it is a, a higher quality timepiece. It might not be quite as much of a um, a luxurious accessory. Right. But I don't know. Who cares? Depends sure. on what you like. Yeah. Um, what I was thinking, uh, and I woke up at 2.45 one night this week and I actually sent myself an email. I was talking to... Colin and Brent about this too. Making a podcast or webisode based show or something that's all about collecting Air Jordans in order. Oh, that's so cool. That's kind of fun, right? Yeah. Like, okay, we got our first pair of Jordan ones. So what do you do then, in the meantime? Do you only do episodes when you happen upon the sneaker or do you try and keep the episodes going? Yeah, I think you got... Hmm. See, I was thinking maybe it's like a 10-episode show for the first season, and you go Jordan 1 through 10. So you just make it in a bundle, and then you release it when it's ready. Yeah, I think so. I like that. I think so. Do you talk to other sneakerheads, ask them about what made them sneakerheads? I think that's definitely an element of it. Like, listen, I want to get some Jordan 2s. What, what do you know about the Jordan 2s? And then it's kind of, I feel like it would be kind of a cool webisode thing to actually record like going into the shop and being yep. like, oh, so these are them. Or like, you know, finding it online and, and buying them off a dude in Halifax or something. I mean, there's obviously a visual component to this. It's not that, I think so it's too. not that podcast conducive. Right. But with the pandemic, it's hard to get into stores. That's true too. But I like this idea. Yeah, it just seems like a like a fun thing. And also, I kind of just want the Jordans. Like that's yeah. You that's, want you want to buy ten pairs of Jordans? That's another. I want to own every single pair of Jordans. That, okay. I just kind of think that would be a fun long term goal. But we're right. talking like thirty six pairs of sneakers that vary in price from anywhere from 
200 to like 500 mm-hmm. or more. <laughs> Some must be incredibly rare. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like there's, there are, I think there are Jordan 10s, which are like the Space Jam Jordans. Mm. And those go for like 500 bucks. Okay. But I'm sure you could find them for cheaper. And there's some that are, are retroed. And I don't know what the rules on getting retroed shoes are. So they're like re-releases. Now, at the risk of outing you, I will point out that when you came over to my house a half an hour ago, mm-hmm. you were kind of complaining about maybe having to buy new appliances for your kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> now you're like, oh, but maybe I'll buy 10 pairs of sneakers. And and maybe this is another part of it. Maybe I have to try to convince people to like give them to me or something. <laughs> like maybe there's a, 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 or maybe there's like a charitable component. Maybe right. it's like I get them and then I sell them. Or I like that. Like I auction them or something. Yeah. Okay. You know? Do you have a title? You need a good title. I think walking on air is a pretty good one. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. And the other one was river of Jordans. <laughs> no that's not as good <laughs> it's funny but it's not as good yeah walk, walking on air i think makes... walking on air is really good does that exist it might yeah. I, i'm not sure okay i don't think in the context of of anything jordan related that seems crazy to me they're called air yeah. jordans and they're shoes and they've never used walking on air i don't actually think they have because you're yeah. not supposed to be walking you're supposed to be Trying. dominating the court ah and that's not the same being like mike right now you just uh you just inspired a memory in me um because you said you want you want to have every pair and in uh 1997's the parent trap okay <laughs> um like where this is going written and directed by nancy myers um there's a sequence in the end where the two estranged parents of the twins are alone in the wine cellar Uh And Dennis Quaid is using all his moves. Right. And he pulls out a bottle of wine, which is special to them because it's the wine they drank at their wedding. Okay. Okay. And he's got this like vast and extraordinary wine collection. Okay. And she's already weak in the knees. (laughs) (laughs) And and he knows that this is going to seal the deal. And he's like, this is the wine we drank at our wedding. I wouldn't drink it with anyone else but you. Uh, And then he says, I now have every bottle ever made. And this particular line, like, really threw me, even as a six-year-old. Right. I was like, you have a very impressive wine collection. Do you have every bottle ever made? He says... You 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 have a bottle of every brand of wine that's ever been, like, conceived or graped. Do you include, like, the Papa Sweets wine that he makes in the basement? Clearly not. And only very recently did I realize that what he meant was... He has every, every like bottle that was made for that wedding for that particular one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I realize I, now. I, got there. I realize now it's obvious. Yeah, <laughs> but it but it hit me like we watched this movie like in quarantine. So I watched probably watched like six months ago, and I was like, oh, oh, oh. that's also crazy. By the, the way, parent trap. Why do you need all of them? Yeah, I mean, I would understand if it was a, a specific wine made just for your wedding and you have all of those bottles. Maybe it all was. the leftover ones. Maybe it was that. But like then he wouldn't have to, it wouldn't be impressive to collect them. You just saved them. Right. Yeah. So he's not, yeah. If he's claimed to be a collector, then. Either way, the ethics of those people. <laughs> is off. Oh my God. I say yeah. the ethics of the children is off. Trapping parents together. How could you expect any better from those little twin angels when the example they've been fed is let's tear each other apart 
and just go focus on our careers and separate continents and lie to one another. Well, just I lie think, and lie and I lie. I think one was an angel and one was a bit more of a devil, my dear boy. Ah, uh, okay. If and I which, recall correctly. And who was whom? Uh, Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> right, right. The American one, of course. The American one. Right. Yeah. So anyway, do your sneaker show on YouTube. I'll definitely yeah, watch. I'm, yeah, maybe it's a YouTube show. Yeah. Or maybe it's a... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think. I mean, yeah, what else would it be? Most want, conducive. To do you want to do you want to do you want to like save it for Vimeo, or do you think you can carry it right <laughs> right into right into Netflix? Right into Netflix. I was thinking it'd be the perfect fit for Quibi. Yeah, it would have been. Which went under. Yeah. That would have been what saved it. Walking Maybe. on air. Yeah, only on Quibi. Try not to tell them what they missed out on, because the the wound is probably still fresh. It's true. They would try to Zuckerberg me. Yeah, make it somewhere right. else. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe you can get uh, Michael Jordan to help you out. Maybe he can be your co-host. That's right. He'll be he'll be the seed money. For Meanwhile, it. he has all of them. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. he's like, you know, uh, there's a really easy way yeah. to get to the end of we the. We could shortcut this yeah. right now. No, no, no. Shut up, Mike. No, no, you don't get it. It's man. about the journey, not the destination. Michael, you haven't worked hard for a single thing in your life. <laughs> You Listen, don't know what it's like to be me. You have to be an asshole. It's not about having friends. Yeah. I want to okay? be competitive about this. Do you know anything <laughs> about competition? This is how you win. Yeah. This is how you win. Mm-hmm. So I took that personally and I got all. <laughs> You've learned something. <laughs> Speaking of winning, um, Ken Jennings, mm-hmm. one of the greatest winners ever, yes. is going to host the first Jeopardy sons, Alex Trebek. Right. They resume taping shows uh, after the new year. Mm-hmm. And he is going to, it's a little bit being taken out of context in headlines, like kind of flashy, um, sensationalized headlines that Ken Jennings is the new host of Jeopardy. No, no, no. He is going to be hosting at least one new episode among a series of other interim hosts while they're in search of their new long-term host. Now, it's very reasonable to assume that all the people who are hosting it are auditioning for that gig, mm-hmm. one of whom is probably Ken Jennings. And he's, he's entitled to an audition. He is not entitled to that show. Right. Because it's very hard to to host Jeopardy. There's also another contingent of people who are like, they should just end Jeopardy. Oh. That, oh, it's never going to be the same. You can't replace Alex. They should end the show. And that is so not what Alex wanted. He's very clear about that. You know what name just popped into my head while we were talking? Uh, Michael Jordan. <laughs> if Michael Jordan were to host. Right. <laughs> imagine that. He'd be asking questions about himself. <laughs> so bizarre. <laughs> Um, no, what I was going to say was Chris Hardwick. Yeah, but he's controversial. Yeah, he's probably a little too spicy. He, I mean, he could, you're spicy. right, he could mechanically do the job well, and he's kind of like milk toast. Not that I think that person has to be, but like he, he, right. he he's definitely a game show host at heart. Yeah. But he's got that kind of sordid thing from a few years ago. Mm-hmm. However you may feel about the way it was resolved, I don't think he's a safe pick. Commercially speaking. Any other uh, celebrities you can think of that would just be like, oh, that would be a good host kind of character? Um, no, I mean, not off the top of my head. LeVar Burton gets tossed around a little bit. LeVar Burton. I'm it not, seems like there has to be like, you couldn't get like a Joel McHale in there. No, too spicy. A little bit too. In a different way. Too, just too, too, um, too, too you smug. Don't, you don't need a Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, sincerity really matters, and a love of knowledge, like a like a like a generally sincere mm-hmm. appreciation for the the truth of the game. Right. What about like a Martin Freeman? Now these are people that aren't even in the running, but I could see that. Why being Martin like a Freeman? Bit more of a. 
just has know. like an affable he's, kind yeah. of sense about him. He's got like a straight, you know, not overly comedic kind of uh, sensibility. That's fine. I, I would want somebody who's kind of low key. I really hope that, and I don't really worry about this, but I really hope it doesn't go to somebody who's like a, a 2020 game show host tried and true. Like this is not, right. this is not Jane Lynch's to lose by God. No. You know, <laughs> Leslie Jones or right. some shit. Um, but and, and it doesn't even have to be a performer per se. Like Alex was a broadcaster, a newsman beforehand. And they, you know, they shoot a week of Jeopardy in an afternoon. It mm-hmm. can be like an Anderson Cooper. Right. Who who are you rooting for here? <clears throat> Who's your lead dog? I don't have a horse in this race yet. No. It seems like we're probably going to get a series of uh, test opportunities. Yeah. Some people who will get an idea very quickly whether or not we can actually see them in this role long term. Mm-hmm. Now, what about, like, I hope it's not like a Ryan Seacrest. He already took it from Regis. <sighs> I hadn't thought of that. I don't I don't really worry about that. No. Okay. I wouldn't like it. Nope. People wouldn't like it. People wouldn't like it. But I also don't think it's completely impossible. He would. He would have probably an odd sense of comfort doing something like that. He'd be good at it. He'd be good at it. But you know what? I'm, I haven't heard anybody mention this, and maybe he just wouldn't want it. But Jeff Probst. Oh, imagine. Imagine. Jeff Probst, already CBS, oh. already has hosted a Jeopardy show, yeah. granted, years ago. You know there was actually a sports Jeopardy show for a while, too? It was like an offshoot. Makes a lot of sense. Called, yeah, like, yeah. So they did these offshoot shows that I guess just didn't really work out. Mm. And there was a, a kid Jeopardy called Jep. Oh God! <laughs> they already have Kid Jeopardy. I know they aired on Jeopardy, but they Called tried to Jeff. start their own thing. Yeah, I don't like that name. No, no. We need to make it like less difficult for kids to say. How do Let's kids talk? They like Jep. to shorten words. Yeah, <laughs> Jep. You watch Jep tonight, and it's just Alex Trebek, but with a backwards baseball hat. <laughs> What's <laughs> happening, kids? <laughs> He's like. Uh, got less of a mustache it's a crustache instead right yeah he tries to like kid it up do you remember are you smarter than a fifth grader i mean i know you do Mm -hmm. but did you ever watch that like in the that particular age of game shows i i caught a couple episodes i think but i wasn't like it's discouraging it's frustrating you can still see it it's like a daytime talk show or daytime uh, game show now yeah and it's it's troubling how stupid people are right but it's also like Sometimes it's frustrating how difficult the questions are. Yeah, how, st- like, how okay, stupid you are. This isn't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's frustrating because you're just like, this isn't a fifth grader kind of question. Oh, that's for sure true. Yeah. Yeah. But that I'm sure true. there are elements. There's there's definitely, I need to be humble enough to say, there's definitely things that I knew in grade five that I don't know right now. Yeah. In a weird way. Like, oddly specific things. Well, that's the general toxicity of the premise of the show is this idea that just like knowing a random fact that you happen to hear recently makes you smart. Right. And probably those kids came away from that experience thinking that like their value is stocked up in the fact that they can remember a certain percentage of the periodic table of elements. Right. And that will not serve them very well, socially speaking. Right. Or that they were on in the first place because they were kind of like a kid genius. And cute. Right. The two things that make them worthy in this world are their charming precocity mm-hmm. and the fact that they know a, like a tiny, tiny bit of Spanish. Right. Yeah. 
So what we're saying is we hope it's not um, what blue collar comedy tour guy. Jeff. Um, Jeff. Foxworthy. Foxworthy. Yeah. I was going to say Jeff Daniels, uh, which is so wrong. I just started thinking Probst as soon as you said Jeff. It should have been called, are you equal to a fifth grader? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> are we all the same here on God's green earth? That's right. That's what I want to know. Are you, is your brain as a fifth graders? <laughs> is it a brain? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the question. Then yes, you passed the test. Here's a hug. <laughs> <laughs> is it a brain it's good you're fun good yeah we love you be thankful for what you have yeah that's right uh dave Chappelle got uh thrown his weight around at netflix this week oh he leveraged his netflix specials okay with them so they would remove the Chappelle show from the platform so very recently Chappelle show went on netflix like in the last month and he got them to take it off yep no yep that's cr- he actually had had mentioned it on I think SNL was it SNL yeah. where he's like I don't care I'm not getting paid for it he cared well, yeah. although I'm not even sure if it's about the money because in a little bit in his um, Letterman my next guest needs no introduction interview recently yeah. he talked about how he, a big part of the reason he ended the show was like not liking the sketches anymore right. like knowing that people are laughing for the wrong reasons right. did you watch that interview yes I did um, and so I think maybe like he has a certain degree of of personal issues with the content or with the art. Yeah. Um, He's not as on board as he once was with it. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it was never because, I mean, he famously left that show. So he said, like, listen, I'm not going to do any more specials if you keep putting Chappelle's show on. And it wouldn't surprise me if he he took the specials he has with them and left. Like, he's a smart guy. It wouldn't surprise me if it's in his contract that he can pull them at any time. Right. Right. Well, yeah, that would be a smart move if if he had that in the contract. How do they acquire them? Like they just toss them up there because they consider themselves the Chappelle people? No, they they acquired them quite literally from like Comedy Central, I think, who yeah. still owned the rights. Right. But he's like, "Fuck you." Does it disappoint you that he makes an effort to make it hard to find Chappelle show because I know you love that show. I do, but it's weird if the author of something that you really like doesn't want you to like it i don't know if that's a fair characterization though and and maybe there's a million different reasons why the author of something uh uh mountain moving doesn't like their thing anymore but that's true of a lot of artists they grow ashamed of the art they created in the past which might by all standards be very good Mm -hmm. but they are self-critical right and they're self-conscious yeah like, there's probably a lot of writers who are like, gee, I wish you couldn't read that book anymore. Yeah, I but suppose you're that right. that doesn't mean you shouldn't read the book. Right. Yeah. I don't, so, I guess, yes, I would like the ability to watch, but I, but I own some of it on DVD. Okay. So, <laughs> you can't take that away from me, Chappelle. No. You'd have to plug in a DVD player, well, I mean, Yeah, I'm not watching. I have the second <laughs> season of Chappelle's show on DVD, and I'm, I'm not watching. Last night, I plugged in a rig to watch a thing. For the first time in a very long time, and it was serendipity because Becky wanted to watch a almost Christmas movie. That's an almost Christmas movie. Yeah, There's some like it's a sneaky Christmas movie. Okay. It's it's not centered around Christmas. It's Christmas time and the beginning of the film, and it kind of is coming around Christmas again by the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. How serendipitous that you watched it around Christmas. No, it was intentional. It was intentional. Never mind. Yeah, it was quite deliberate. Uh, I'd never seen it before, which seems odd. It's that does seem odd. Right up my alley, and I thought it was fine. Sandy B. No, uh, oh. that's eight weeks 
notice or 10 uh, uh, miscongeniality five days from now. <laughs> yeah, I think it's miscongeniality five days from now. <laughs> uh, no, it's Kate Beckinsale and John Cusack. Oh. Yeah. Didn't even know that. Yeah. Wow. Wouldn't have thought that. Uh, and you thought it was fine. Yeah, that was fine. That was sweet. I thought it was no Notting Hill, which we were talking about recently. We're almost through Shit's Creek. Oh, great. Yeah. You really slammed that we're, show. Yeah, we're we're yeah. we're going through it. And you know what? I do like it. There's a lot of things I like and a lot of things that I'm referencing, but I'm still not at the level of enjoyment of like uh, Parks and Rec or something. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's a high bar. It is a high bar. You're right. But I, I think I'm going to get through it and go like, oh, that was that was good. But I'm never like dying to watch the next episode, you know? And yet you've watched the entire series in like a month. Yeah. But but if if something else comes up, like we started getting into the undoing a little bit and it was like, let's watch another episode. But then Jen started thinking it was stupid. Oh, really? The undoing? Yeah. yeah. I, I was still kind of into it. Okay. I mean, I guess I as, as long as you've been watching anything for a long time, you're bound to kind of slip into a bit of a, a phase where you're less amused by it. Yeah. It's kind of good to take it in. Like, I, I think it's pretty bad for us to binge a whole series really fast. Yeah. Especially if there's that many episodes. Like, we're still in the other creek, right? The more dramatic creek. Right. And uh, it's kind of hit. We're in uh, mid-season four now. Okay. And what they've done to my Pacey in season four is very distressing. Have they made him a monster? Yeah. They made him not nice. I feel like they go back and forth, though. They do. Yeah. That's the roller coaster of, of DC. Of the creek. Um, the DC universe. <laughs> the DC universe <laughs> of uh, Cape Side Mass. But I think it would probably be, it would probably be the same with, with Shit's Creek as well. You just kind of get waterlogged with the same tonal sensibility. Right. Yeah. So where are you in the show now? Are they like starting to like wind up the, the last major arc? Yeah, it seems like it. Like uh, it's it's all about the, the final wedding Okay. Whether or not Alexis is going to go to oh, Galapagos. Yeah. You're really in the last of it. Yeah. We're Don't you love Ted? The crows have eyes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ted's great. I love Ted. All the but so is Patrick. Patrick's great. Yeah. You know, like they're they're just great characters that make their way into the show that that stay in. I like Patrick less than I like Ted. Okay. But I like Alexis best. Man, what did you think of that cabaret episode? That was really something. Uh, yes. It, well, you know, I was in Cabaret. No, I didn't. I was in Cabaret in grade 12. Okay. Um, I played a hate crime. Okay. <laughs> I played a Jew, an elderly Jewish fruit vendor. And right. I think now this is starting to come, come in, back in, into In memory. hindsight, it was all wrong, but, <laughs> but a much uh, greater transgression was the idea to have high school students perform Cabaret. Yeah. That seems a little risque. It was ridiculous. It's the most risque. It was a bunch of children. In name. In underwear. <laughs> doing a play about Nazi Germany. Yep. And like sexual deviance right. at the time. Right. Uh, in high school. But you guys ate that up. You you high school drama kids. Were I, like, I super loved best. being in that play. Yeah. <laughs> we had a nice time. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was um, additionally. Well, you got the role of fruit vendor. I kind of stole the show. It's quite a lot. If I may. Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole song about a pineapple where I like give a pineapple as like a romantic gesture because it was considered quite a ostentatious gift. Did during you sing? The age. Yeah, it was a musical. I had two songs that were just my songs. Whoa. Hell yeah. Whoa. Fruit vendor. Mm -hmm. 
go for and i did it in an offensive voice oh yeah you did i sure did you're doing it like you're kind of like yiddish well speaking of dvds there is one somewhere in this house and go (laughs) and i'm gonna find it (laughs) (laughs) all right uh basement um well so did did you appreciate their uh their portrayal it was cool yeah it was very cool yeah it was really cool and you know it was so fun for all those actors to do i turned to jen at one point i was like these actors love doing this shit so much the fact that they incorporated a musical into it like that was all just like porn for them yeah it was we we feel like like doing a musical and this is this is our way of doing that and they like were they probably like the fact that stevie is like saying you're like oh yeah i always forget you're an actor you love you love doing like musical shit you're right it's so um atypical of her character right and then suddenly she just friggin nails liza minnelli but if you saw an interview with any (laughs) any of the actors and they were like what was your favorite episode they'd be like oh my god i love doing like the singing and dancing part where we yeah we just crushed it yeah eugene levy was in serendipity was he yeah whoa yeah i got new jeans they're levi's and so i call them my new gene levies nice yeah did I tell you? you can't be the only one who said that before. Did I make but. the joke of of Eugene Levy saying, because I've made this to Jen a couple times, like, this is a beautiful and healthy relationship or whatever he says in American <laughs> Pie. It's like his go-to. Like, oh, sure. Okay. Oh, this is a totally like normal and beautiful part of life. Right. Or whatever. I haven't seen a American Pie movie in years. Yeah, years. And it's a it's a totally natural, healthy, really natural it's, and beautiful. It's one of the things he says to his son when he finds his son having sex with a pie, or he's, masturbating. He's or kind of come away from that the most successful person on the show. Allison Hannigan did quite well, I suppose, but everyone else has just kind of faded into obscurity. Yeah, yeah. He he um he arguably has the most successful like like can kind of play anything kind of uh kind of resume i think at the risk of putting my 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 wife on the spot you mm. should ask becky to do uh jennifer coolidge for you sometime jennifer coolidge yeah she's she's isn't she stifler's mom in um oh yeah okay hilarious i voice. wouldn't have known her name yeah <laughs> that's so funny mm-hmm. the one who's also in uh legally blonde. legally blonde yeah okay and that's what she does she does right. the legally blonde jennifer coolidge i figured that was a little more yeah yeah and Stifler's mom. Okay, we're chatting today. Although I'm going to say, Becky, do Stifler's mom. <laughs> she won't know what that means. Okay. It, sound, it sounds like a weird uh, come on, in fact. Yeah, okay. Mads Mikkelsen officially taking over Johnny Depp's role in the the Fantastic Beasts movie. He's going to play right. Grindelwald. Did I tell you about the, um, the movie he's going to be in called Another Round? Ross told me about this movie. I love the premise for this movie, although you can totally see where it goes. The whole thing is scientifically your your blood alcohol concentration should be like through evolution. It's supposed to be higher than it actually is, so that's why people crave alcohol. So, so tell the people what it's about. He's a school teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm actually, yeah, I guess he is a school teacher, and he's got like a group of friends, and they're all out um, at dinner one night, and they're having a couple drinks, and it's like, oh, uh, you know, I'm only going to have one. I can't drive. And then someone else is like, yeah, I hear it's actually like beneficial to have your like blood alcohol concentration level to this and explains the whole evolution thing. And they're like, well, let's try to do it. Like, like someone they were like, apparently there was a, a, an article or something that said, technically you could have your BAC be this and be successful. So they're you all mean like, while driving. No, no. Well, no, just in life. 
Like, okay. like it would make you a little bit more creative. So if you're always you, this drunk. Yes. If you're always like 0. 0.03 or something. Okay. That's alcoholism, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. 100% Colin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just stay with me for a second. All right. With you. Okay. okay. So like, so anyways, they, they try to say that the benefits based on it are, and are more beneficial than not drinking at all. Okay. Because it's not like, you're not like getting drunk. You're having like a drink or something to mm-hmm. like get your level to a certain point. Mm-hmm. Anyways, you quickly it, it basically tells the whole story throughout the trailer where <laughs> you see them like going down a hole of like needing alcohol and getting way too drunk. But and, isn't it a comedy? Like, trying to go further. I think it. I think it's like a dramedy. A, oh, okay. Because it's like an art house movie. Yeah. And the premise sounds like it could be like a party comedy. No, but it's not. It kind of starts looking that way at the beginning. Like, you okay. know, the guy's coaching his kid's soccer team and like all the kids are laughing and he's like having a blast and he seems like he's on top of the world. And then it shows like another friend and he's like passed out in a ditch. And It's just hard to imagine <laughs> Mads Mikkelsen like playing a character at all. Frankly, to me, he's just like villain in Casino Royale, villain in, um, well, I guess he's Hannibal, right? He was in Rogue One, which was kind of two dimensional. Well, now he's going to be Grindelwald. Wasn't he in Dark? Uh, possibly. I think he was like the dad in Dark. I don't recall. I don't, he would speak German then, I guess. Yeah. He's like a mainstream American actor, I think. Maybe he's not American, but um, well, he probably is. Anyway, um, he's going to play Grindelwald in, in in the movie that is a lost cause. Like, why sign on for a J.K. Rowling thing now, considering the last one was shit? And the, the last one was like kind of pre-controversy. Yes. Like, and right. it sucked. Yeah. It was a bad film and she's still writing these movies. Like she's mm. obviously she was a great children's novelist. She came up with this wonderful thing that like defined a generation. She can't write a screenplay. She's a terrible screenwriter and she has way too much authority over the final cut of these movies. Yeah. Agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you think there's any way out for, for, uh, uh, J.K. Rowling at this point. Sure. Yeah. Apologize. Admit you were wrong. Uh, and then she could just keep doing her thing. I think. I think that people want to love J.K. Rowling. Right? For sure. Yeah. And I think that there are cases where people couldn't get away with that. People who have made, you know, mistakes, if they were to grow from that, it, it would require a lot more, um, a lot more time and patience. Yeah. Right or wrong. I think that that's the case for a lot of people. But I think if she were to come out tomorrow and be like, look, I, I I have been tough on this because of this and this reason. But at the end of the day, I want to admit that I'm sorry for the people I hurt. I was patently wrong about this. And here's why. Mm-hmm. And here's what I'm going to do to uh, right my wrongs to 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 really establish that I, I'm on this side of the issue. I think people would be like, thank you. That was very professional and appropriate. Maybe yeah. we'll go to the bad movie now. Right. People don't forget, though. It's complicated because, like, I, I, I feel weird about doing anything that's going to put money in her pocket as long as she feels a certain way, you know? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, going to Harry Potter World, buy, like even, like, watching a Harry Potter movie on Netflix is somehow going to line her pockets. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the other sort of webisode I can do. How can we slowly bleed J.K. Rowling dry? <laughs> How can we take her money away? See, that's more of a Mads Mikkelsen movie. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And the last line will be, put a sweater on. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's already paid J.K. Rowling's complaining about how cold it is <laughs> <laughs> in the streets. 
that someone goes, put a sweater on. It's already paid for. It's already for. paid for. John Mulaney says it. Put a sweater on. <laughs> Get a far to heat the whole neighborhood. <laughs> um, are you going to watch The Godfather Coda, The Death of Michael Corleone? No, I, I don't even know about this. I'm totally going to watch this. The Godfather Coda. Yes. Francis Ford Coppola. Okay. Has recut The Godfather Part 3. Oh, yeah. Big, I'll watch that. Big theatrical release. Then it's going to come out on streaming like the week after. This comes out in like a few weeks. Whoa. Um, and he's really happy with it. He says this is the movie he always wanted to make. Diane Keaton came out and she's like, this is the movie. Nice. She said that today, I think. Okay. Uh, it's called The Godfather Coda. Okay. The Death of Michael Corleone. Whoa. <clears throat> Interesting. I would have to watch the first two. Are they going to be, are they streaming anywhere? Yeah, I think they're there. I've watched both of them on either Netflix or Amazon Prime. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. I'll catch up. I mean, you've seen them. Yeah, I know, but I haven't seen them in so long. Right. That watching the third one seems like a waste. Also, this will be a way of getting me excited for Godfather Coda. The think, new Godfather movie. Yeah, well, it is kind yeah. of the new Godfather movie. I think you could just rewatch Godfather Part 2. Because yeah. Godfather 3, at least the first half, mostly just fixates on um dad did you kill uncle fredo that's pretty much like where the jumping off goes right but we don't know what godfather 3 is gonna look like now because it's already cut could be something entirely different it could be it could be about grindelwald i hope there's still a butterfly at the end (laughs) there might be or or a rat wait that's the departed uh wait was that a thing in the departed yeah it's a stupid thing in the departed where at the end after Spoiler alert, Mark Wahlberg shows up and kills the last person to still be alive in the movie. Yeah. Other than himself. Uh, he leaves the apartment and then we zoom out the window and a rat runs along an electrical wire. Oh, and, and that's and supposed to be like a nod most, to... It is the most... It, other than um, the crossroads, the fork in the road at the end of Castaway. Right. It is the most obvious metaphor ever used in a movie. Whoa. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know if I like picked up on that. No, you, I also you watched. I also watched The Departed when I was in like grade eleven. I I also just watched The Departed not too long ago for the first time. It was probably like more than a year ago. It's all right. Yeah, it's all right. I, I it's a little better than all right. It's a it's a fun watch. We talked about Scorsese not that long ago. Mm-hmm. We're rounding a corner here. We're starting to have the same conversations again. Oh, it's because I'm going to watch Goodfellas. Yes, that's right. Yeah, are we gonna when are we gonna do that? Maybe soon. Okay, I might be watching Goodfellas this weekend. Okay, well I'm, you let me know. Okay. I'll watch. I'll. Pull the trigger on uh, Notting Hill whenever I have to. <laughs> right, it's not it's not that traumatic. Uh, that's a pull the trigger movie. No, rip I... the band aid. Okay, did you see the SNL slate for the remainder of the first half of the season? Yes. Jason Bateman Sweet. with Morgan Whalen. This is the guy who they. Oh, uh, he's back. They disinvited because he was being unsafe with the pandemic. Right. They're giving him a second chance, which people have mixed feelings about. Okay, it's fine. Um, I like to think that he'll be more responsible. This I'm time. sure he will be. Like, yeah. He probably like really was pissed off at himself for getting caught last time. I bet. Uh, then Timothee Chalamet. Timothee Chalamet. Musical guest Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. They have to only do Christmas songs. They do have some Christmas songs. They, they've got banger Christmas songs. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And then the Christmas episode is Kristen Wiig. Yes. Who I love, mm-hmm. but like, what is she plugging? Like, what has she made a movie in the last five years? I think they get to a point where they go like, <laughs> they have like certain certain names and hats where they go, okay, mm-hmm. we need like a tried, tested, and true. John Mulaney, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Kristen Wiig, there you go. Somebody we, who's going to make people happy around the holidays. Sure. Christmas episode's a big deal. We need like a hip, 
Young. Okay, we got a Harry Styles. We got a Timothy Chalamet. Okay, that's like we we're keeping it current. Yep. And then we need like your Tom Hanks, your Steve Martin, your like they're almost on another echelon of tried, tested, and true. They're like the tried, tested, and true old guard. The really sure thing SNL alums are pretty. They're they're pretty much fire as like a. That's a stupid thing I just said. Um, <laughs> so, they're basically fire, yo. <laughs> they are fire. <laughs> I, I'm doing the Alex Trebek backwards baseball hat thing. I said that so earnestly and immediately hated myself. <clears throat> they're so Can good. Can I just tell you? It's lit. It is lit. It's the litest when they have, <laughs> when they have like a Jimmy Fallon or a Tina Fey, mm-hmm. and I guess that's what Kristen Wiig is from that that school of thought. Yeah, have definitely. The Christmas episode, definitely. And Dua Lipa is the musical guest there. Oh, I love Dua Lipa. I don't really know her. She's like a She's cool, cool, like like um, I think it's Armenian. Yeah. So she's like Armenian American, and um, I've seen her do stuff with um, oh God. This rapper is, uh, uh, for some reason, escaping me right now. But he is also a large um, Armenian man <laughs> with a yeah. huge beard. And he's like a hardcore like Bronx rapper. And I've seen them do like cooking shows together and stuff. Okay. And she's just very likable. Yeah. She threw a music festival in Armenia. And I might have the country wrong here. but uh, <laughs> But she like speaks perfect Armenian and stuff. Alexa, where is Dua Lipa from? Dua Lipa was born in London, England, United <laughs> Kingdom in 1995. All right. Okay. She's from London, England. No. Okay. Yeah. In 1995, but... she's so young. That's actually not that young, but it feels young. Hey, Alexa, what nationality is Dua Lipa? Nationality is a legal identification of a person in international law. You said it too slow. Just one second. All right. I just got to do some quick Dua Lipa work. Wikipedia tells us. That Such a good podcast. Albanian. Albanian. Okay. Okay. So right. anyway, so she did uh, an <laughs> Albanian uh, music festival, the first music festival ever in Albania. Okay. And she's just like, it was crazy. We had like a very successful music festival and she brought like some other superstars and it was the only music festival to ever happen there. All I can hear in my head, I know Albania is a place, but all I can hear in my head is sweet home Alabamia. <laughs> <laughs> it just, that's all I'm hearing ringing in my head. Yeah. And it's Dua Lipa singing it. And it's Dua Lipa. <clears throat> and yeah. she could pull it off because she's cool. I, I have no doubt. I guess we'll find her. And Christmas. I find her songs kind of catchy. Should we talk about shows? We can. I'm going to go first. I'm going to recap the new <sighs> Saved by the Bell. Okay. Because I couldn't tell you what happened in industry. I know. That's the thing. I've watched a couple episodes, and now I have no idea where I really need to be for it. No, this is the one we, we, we came here tonight to discuss, is the reboot of Saved by the Bell. This is our Super Bowl. On Peacock. I think this is our first Peacock. It is our first Peacock. It must be. All right. Okay. Uh, first episode of the new Saved by the Bell on Peacock. Count me down. We're going to recap it in three, two, one. Zach Morris is now the governor of California. His son, Mac Morris, attends Bayside High. Uh, But he's kind of in a villainous, morally compromised role. One of his friends is also uh, Jesse Spano's um, son. And A.C. Slater is the gym teacher there. But we seem to be fixating on some new installments into the Bayside universe. Uh, This girl whose high school is quite run down and has, in fact, been condemned. She is bussed into... Uh, Bayside High, and she wants to be president of the student body. Yes. 
Yeah, and she's like the she's like the sweet one, and she doesn't she kind of clashes with the new culture of this wealthy privileged school. Yeah, the whole thing is that um, uh, uh, Zach Morris is kind of accidentally like he like schemed his way into becoming governor a la zach morris's typical sure shtick yeah uh while trying to get out of a parking ticket and he's kind of like trying to piece being governor together while uh you know pleasing everyone and and coming out scot-free i thought i thought the the meta nature of this show peaked in the first 20 seconds when he is giving his backstory and he's like and i was a prominent attorney and it was a still from franklin and bash right and he didn't <laughs> he say fighting for what was cool <laughs> I think that's what he actually said. I thought the show was so self-aware and hilarious. I'm riding for this show. I'm actually, I'm, I'm totally in on it. See, this is very interesting because it was self-aware. Um, it, it clearly has like a full awareness of the silliness of Saved by the Bell in general. Yeah. It comes off as quite smug to me, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I think your comedy needs to be a lot better if you're going to do that because then you're making 21 Jump Street. <clears throat> yeah. You acknowledge that what you're doing is, is, is silly, but... I wonder also if sincerity is a better route unless your comedy is bang on. And a good example is... But there was some sincerity in it. It's not all smug. It's it's kind of about, like, you know, showing diversity within this school and showing that, that you know, Mac Morris kind of is the villain. Like, he gets whatever well, he, and, he wants. And interestingly, are you familiar with the Funny or Die channel, Zach Morris is Trash? No. Zach Morris is Trash. It's really funny. It's a guy who does, like, a really fast-paced voiceover... It is a recap of episodes of, of Saved by the Bell. Evil of, how, how horrible is. of a person he is. <laughs> right. And so this guy is a writer on the new Saved by the Bell. Oh, amazing. And so you're right. It is it is meant to like kind of take the piss out of Zach Morris being a scumbag. Yeah. Um and his kid, by the way, is horrible. Like that was my hang yeah. up was other than this Daisy, who's like the new protagonist and she breaks the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is kind of a bad person. Yeah, but but their their intent isn't necessarily <clears throat> awful. Like they're not down to sink Daisy really either. They're kind of like indifferent about what she's doing. Lexi, the transgender uh 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 girl who was also in like Champions. Did you ever see that show? Uh I did see that she was in Champions because I went to look her up. Yeah. And um I tell you what's worth a read is her self written bio on her IMDB page. Whoa. Is it funny? Again, it's funny if it's self-aware, but it's 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 super long. First of all, okay. and, and like uh, Josie Toda is an immensely talented actor, writer, and producer with a gift for bringing dynamic characters to life. She clearly wrote this herself. Yeah, like no other actor has this kind of a bio she, on IMDb. She's like a favorite of Mindy Kaling. As she fearlessly evolves her body of work with each new project. Toda is fast proving to be one of the Hollywood's most em- engaging and sought after young talents. And then just lists everything she's ever done. Does It does mention Mindy Kaling, Lisa Kudrow, Whitney Cummings. Like she definitely has good friends in high places. Yeah. Uh, kind of funny, I guess. Um, but yeah, but like I guess the show. Okay. I guess the point that I'm making is they're not out to sink, sink Daisy as much as they are just to uh, glide through and get that president's car uh, parking, parking spot. spot well in fact in the end they they kind of helped daisy win the election and in doing so seem to endorse cheating in elections as long as it's for the right reasons right in november of 2020 which feels like like dicey subject matter right 
I, I thought I thought the new belding was also pretty funny. John Michael Higgins, like he's he's playing it well. Yeah, yeah. he's been in a bunch of stuff too. Yes, we've seen him in notably Pitch Perfect movies, and he, he's like a funny character actor. I'm kind of surprised they didn't bring in real belding. Did you catch the reference to Jesse Spano's mental breakdown with "I'm so excited, I'm so scared"? No. Oh my god! It. I explained this to Jen too. You know when that episode where Jesse? Of Spano, course, I know the caffeine pill episode. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so when she's being uh, introduced as a psychologist, yeah, he describe he says her like her breathtaking. I don't think it's a memoir. I think it's like her like her her book on teen psychology. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. Oh, I didn't realize yeah, that that, was, that the, was the title. That was the title of the book. Honestly, it's a good title for a book about yeah, being a teenager. It actually makes sense, and it's a callback to maybe the funniest, maybe the Jesse most Spano iconic episode. "Saved by the Bell" moment. <laughs> totally, honestly, I can't hear that song without saying, "I'm so scared." Uh, I thought Mario Lopez was pretty funny. I thought I he's thought, great. I like doesn't age. He looks terrific. I like that they made him kind of a loser. Like I, I yeah. think that that's funny. I think it's weird that he and Jesse don't end up together. He like still calls right. her mama, Do- yeah. Doctor Mama, hey Mama, <laughs> and and does her son call her Mama yeah. when he walks in? Yeah. Like, I, I thought that was great too. I think I that's sure funny. He said Mom or Mama. I find Mark Paul Gossler too much, and I know that he's doing a, a shtick. Yeah, but he's so gross to look at. <laughs> with the, they all have such crazy spray tans, and his blonde hair is ridiculous. There's that. And um, Kelly was kind of lackluster. She was always kind of lackluster. She was in it for a second. Why isn't Lisa Turtle in this? Did we discover? Uh, I, I haven't done my research on this, but I think there's a bit of a drama around that. Okay. I think she feels a little excluded and ultimately ripped. maybe will be included. Okay. Um, you're not going to see Dustin Diamond within right, 10 no. yards of this show. No. I felt like it was it was like watching an episode of like... A, like um, Mindy, or what was the one that uh, that she produced this year with John McEnroe narrating? Oh, sure, that was a lovely show. We both watched the whole season. Yes, the uh, the character's name was Davy. It was like that yeah. with the with the background of there having been uh, a show, a precursor show. To I just this. found it too smug. On the other hand, I've also watched as like a a super Boy Meets World fan. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen a handful of episodes of Girl Meets World. Yeah. And that was too sincere. Right. And in, in fact, it, that's... It, it it tried too hard to retain its original age group. And that's a, a huge mistake. And right. so you do, if you want to get people who used to watch Saved by the Bell, you kind of do have to make fun of the fact that you ever liked Saved by the Bell. Yeah. You'd the, be okay with that. The new cast is good. What about Max working in the restaurant? He looks the exact same too. He does. Yep. So, so does the restaurant, by the way. Yeah, it was so funny how uh, uh, Daisy at one point said like she didn't have enough money to pay for her posters, and she was like, "Oh, that damn overpriced magician restaurant." <laughs> like, I like how aware it is of how ridiculous some things are. I think I think a show that t- toes the line a little better. Yeah, did I tell you I've been watching Cobra Kai? You, no, you haven't. I've only got two Cobra Kai's left, and then the Whoa. third season comes out in January. Now, yeah, so. Do you like it all the way through? No, it's okay. a bad show. Oh, okay. There's this idea out there that it's like the it's done reboots better than anyone else. That can't be true. It's okay. it's pretty bad. Okay. But I'm still watching it. And, and maybe it's because um William Zapka, who's like he's the I mean the premise of Cobra Kai is kind of wilted and that originally it's supposed to flip it on its head and the guy who was the villain in the in the Karate Kid movies is now the hero and he's a sad sack but he's going to rise again. Yeah. That's that's kind of 
been disassembled and now he's just a flawed person just like Daniel's son is and they're rivals and they both have karate schools and the students at those respective schools detest each other. Right. Um, everyone except for Billy Zapka, Johnny Lawrence of the Cobra Kai Dojo is very bad. Very bad. Right. Um, he's good. And there seems to be a certain amount of meta quality to him. Like there's this weird running bit where he just always is drinking Coors Banquet. Right. Okay. Everything else is bad, but I'm still watching it. Okay. And I just think that they've done a slightly better job of, of perfectly recapturing the sincerity of Karate Kid while also kind of skewering how silly Karate Kid is. And well, so maybe when I say it's bad, maybe it knows it's bad and I, I just can't really find my place in these reboots. Pilots are heard, and I think they nailed this pilot as well as they could while introducing wow. like 20 new characters. Okay. All right. That's, yeah, I mean, you're right. They did. There's, a, there's a larger it. sample size for Cobra Kai at this point. There's also the kid who like everybody thinks is going to play football. And then in the end he goes and tries it for the musical. Yeah. And he sings the greatest love of all. Just okay. He sings it. <laughs> but the idea is that he sang it perfectly. Right. Um, <laughs> wow. Oddly critical fruit vendor, man. Look, once when you <laughs> when you've had the extensive theatrical training that I That's I've right. Had, you're just dropping bombs. You're on. not just going to toss out compliments. That's not the real world. To a child? Right. He's got a long way to go. <laughs> That's right. But yeah, you can join the the school musical at Bayside High. Yeah. It didn't seem like Bayside High to me. Like I I can't look at that building and believe for a second that that school is at least 30 years old. No. But it I found it hilarious that they actually built a full set into an existing building. Yeah, I guess that's true. So there's like parts of the school, like the first scene looks the exact same. And then you like walk down the hall and it's a regular school. Was the premise of Bayside High that, that it was the rich school? Was that a thing? I mean, I think it was kind of just like it was like Bayside High versus Valley. I think everyone was rich. I guess it, so. it wasn't necessarily like we are the rich school. So you watched a lot of Say by the Bell. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I just, I, and I guess that's another thing that takes me out of it is that I remember the show taking itself more seriously than this show does, but maybe that's necessary. But that's also part of the cheesiness of the original. Yeah. It's how seriously it takes itself. Right. But it wasn't being ironic. It was trying, or was it? No, I don't think it was being ironic. I think it was just being. This show is being ironic. What it was. And, and this I, show is being ironic. Yeah. And I'm, sure. I'm just not sure it landed for me, but I, I, I guess. Yeah, I don't think I'll give it my ass. No? No. Okay, well, I'm 100% on. Good, I'm well. glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. In a more it. confrontational way than usual. <laughs> Sweet, yeah, I'm giving it my ass. <laughs> Listen, buddy. Um, I uh, Yeah, I'll, I'll watch more episodes for sure. And also, I wanted to talk a little bit about how, isn't it funny on how Saved by the Bell, you were kind of always going on a journey regardless of, like there's a whole season that they just spend on a beach and it's like they're not in the school at all. It's Leah Remini. Yep, and it wasn't a whole season, but there is it wasn't? A, there is an arc that's long. Okay, you're right. I thought it was like an entire season. I wasn't super sure. No, you're right. It's like the summer, the summer days of 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 Saved by the Bell. What must people have been saying that season? Like, oh, I guess this is like the we're on a beach season. They like worked as lifeguards, I think. Yeah, and then there was the no, college they years. for a resort. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and the college years I thought was actually really fun. The college years were good, and then there was wedding in Las Vegas. I was oh, that was the movie. It was a movie. It was a TV movie. Right. Zach and Kelly get married in Las Vegas. I don't think I saw it. It was bad. It was bad. Yeah, I, mean, I could see all, that. It's always bad. Very bad. But the college yeah. years was good. 
but I think sure. it was maybe good to me at a young age. And then there was The Next Generation, which also right. starred Dustin Diamond and uh, Principal Belding. Yeah, it was just those two. I'm surprised Belding wasn't in this. He's going to turn up at some point. Is he still living? He's still I with think us? so, yeah. He was in an episode of How I Met Your Mother late in the run. So he's like, okay. he's not ancient. Yeah, he'd, he'd have to come on and do his famous laugh. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Okay. All right, we're really shifting uh, genres here for you to recap the first episode of oh, Industry, okay. which I'd never heard of until you mentioned it last week, and now it's starting to kind of pick up a little bit of attention. Good. Uh, I think it's well-deserved. British finance show on HBO. Yes. Um, notably has aired three episodes so far. Yeah. The remaining five are about to all dump on HBO Max. They're really okay. trying hard to get people to get, to HBO, get Max. HBO Max between Wonder Woman and right. <laughs> Industry. <laughs> They're two main vehicles. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so recap the first episode of that in three, two, one, go. Okay, so our main character is an American uh, coming to interview. The show starts with a series of interviews at uh, financial institutions, um, and these people all get hired and work their asses off. They've all got, like, line people. Uh, they also kind of party at night um, while reporting to other people. One guy actually dies trying to do so much work. He's drinking uh red bull and partying and also like doing speed and stuff and it catches up with him uh in the end we learn that the main character is fraudulent i i wasn't exactly clear on how he died yeah except there's enough like cocaine and like speed pills and stuff in this show that i figured he probably od'd do they yeah. explicitly say that he od'd or is it just like left up to you to figure that out i think you're supposed to i don't know if he necessarily even od like his heart stopped but it wasn't like... And he was like the stressy one. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted to like, you know, work all through the night. He actually had a change of clothes right. at the the place that he's working. Um, and, uh, and I knew that someone died in the show because I'd heard that kind of like in another podcast. But I was kind of wondering who it was going to be because for a while it seemed like Party Boy might also, mm. you know, overcoke it. See, I kind of was thinking in the first half of the episode... For sure, one of these people is going to die in the season. Right. But I didn't think that it was going to happen in the pilot episode. And I think it's bold to do that in the pilot episode because without having seen it anymore, I struggle to imagine how the show doesn't then become about that. Right. The fact that a guy died. Right. I think the show kind of becomes about the fact that a guy died and not enough is made of it. It's, it's, it's Yeah, like, it's not that surprising. It's like we need to just power through this and right. be our ruthless selves ruthlessness is kind of the the theme of the show i yeah. think you have to be tougher than than yeah. this and almost yeah. like if you died then you know we we don't have that weak link around anymore it's cutthroat we gotta we gotta sell make it's the deals. main gal's name i i couldn't remember that's why i just said our main character she um she is decidedly the main character at least in the episode mm -hmm. and she has a certain amount of humanity to her but she is experiencing in her introduction into this culture that it is going to be cutthroat and people talk about her behind her back. She's kind of learning how to handle that. Right. At one point she gets kind of like felt up by a potential client yeah, who's also a woman. First episode too. And yeah. she doesn't have to explicitly reject it, but it doesn't, it doesn't progress. And she feels weird about that. And in fact, she, she tells Hari about it and he's the guy who dies the next day. Right. He falls asleep while she's telling her. Yeah. Um, other than all of that, it's decidedly lacking in a lot of story. I think mm -hmm. it, it was, um, boring. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, not not because the subject matter isn't good, but I just wished so badly that it was only half as long. It did. It did take a while. Yeah. And the the second episode's kind of the same. 
um, where it's kind of like jumping from character to character without a real end game. I don't know why Um, I thought that it was going to be a much tackier show than it is. It has like a class to it. Yeah. Um, And it's on HBO. But like it, it, it has like a British successionness to it. A little bit. It's not as funny as Succession. No. Um, but it, I, it's just not tonally what I expected. I guess. No, I was kind of trying to put it into uh, like, yeah, find find reasonable comps for it too, and I couldn't really think of one, which I thought was a good thing. Yeah. It's like kind of a serious show. It's kind of part girls like early girls still i i had a little bit of that vibe well notably lena dunham directed this episode that's of TV. Right. and i think that's why I... which it doesn't really feel like it doesn't translate a whole lot there's a lot of like sex and nudity i suppose i don't know why she directed it maybe she's just trying to get working yeah um but it's so strange isn't it that eight years ago she appeared to be on top of the world. Totally. like hosting snl she got a million dollar book deal she was she was she... phoebe bridges Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I, I thought of that comparison yeah. today too, although I don't think any season of Girls, any minute of Girls no, is as good as Fleabag. No, no, no. But they but talked about her the same way. They did. Yeah. yeah. They called her a genius. Yeah. She won all the Emmys and the Golden Globes. Yeah. Um, and uh, the first season of Girls is objectively very good. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of unravels. Um, I but don't good, good ca- in a way that makes you, it doesn't make you feel good. No. You watch it and you just go, oh, God, like what that I guess that's how I would I would compare it. You're you're watching like an element of life where you go like, oh God, am I supposed to want this? Like is this supposed to be cool? Well, except succession is like that too. They're not good people, but it's so amusing right. and perverse that it's entertaining. Whereas I didn't find this amusing. It was kind of um depraved and upsetting not in a wolf Wolf of wall street way either which is again a comedy an entertaining way yeah Yeah. um and even the first season of girls is funny like they're you're right they're bad people but like they're saying like these twisted things that you're kind of like oh yeah it's almost like an after school especially kind of vibe where you're like oh we're going down a dark rabbit hole here and there's going to be moments of levity it's not going to be like it's not like requiem for a dream no thank god but it, I, but it kind of is. I do think I resent your friendship is a killer burn. Yeah. And this is something one of the guys says to somebody else. Right. Like, it's just like a really great way of disarming somebody you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, but just to finish my point about Alina Dunham, I get that she's not a big actor anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't like her. She's not a great actor. I don't think that she'd tell you she is one. She's weirdly in um, the, the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood movie. Remember that she's weirdly in that movie at the... At the ranch when oh, Brad yeah, Pitt goes there. Right. Um, but I'm very surprised she's not a more prominent writer director. That seemed like her lane. Yeah. And I, I hope that doesn't come that doesn't happen to Phoebe Waller Bridge. No. And I mean Alina Dunham might still, you know, stay active in acting and directing. You're right. Maybe she just wanted to take some time off but and now she's trying to like get those reps. It's been a long time. Yeah, you're right. This show also features Ken <laughs> Lung Lung. He's from Lost. He played Miles in Lost. Um, Miles, he was the he comes into Lost about halfway through, and he kind of becomes like a bit of a a foil for Sawyer's character once they're in back in time in the Dharma Initiative, and he's kind of like very self serious. Um, he's the Asian American guy in this show. Who's oh like, right, who's yes, like the boss. yes, yes. His voice is he has a different person's voice in this show. Yeah. It's deeper, and that's right. why I wasn't sure if it was him at first, but it is definitely him. I love that guy. I love that actor. He's one of my favorite, like, low-key characters in Lost. Yeah. Um, you don't see him that much, but uh, 
he's good in this show. And then like, I started to wonder like, maybe he's going to die, mm. but he didn't die in this. He, he could also for sure go into star Wars. He wasn't star Wars. He wasn't star yeah. Wars. He's kind of like a background character in like among the resistance. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. It doesn't need to be him. He's probably just there because he's gotten to be sort of buddies with JJ Abrams. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so do you, do you give it your S? No, no, you're, no, I'm cranky today. Assless tonight. Yeah. I'm okay. on vacation and I'm not relaxed and I'm <laughs> pissed about that. I'm working on a short story that I can't seem to finish. Okay. That's, you want me to give you notes to me? Yes. That'd be great. Okay. Yeah. Any ideas? What's Any... the story about? It's, it... is there Jordans? <laughs> it shouldn't matter what the story is about. If you really knew me, you'd be able to give me good advice. Okay, sure. We'll relax a little bit. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> am i right you are that's all i needed to hear just let your fingers do the talking mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on that little keyboard mm-hmm. and you know what anytime you anytime you get some writer's block lean into it yeah use it for god's sakes Harness use it, it. Yes. it's a weapon be the basketball the obstacle is the way that's right yeah the journey is the- not the destination that's right yeah it's almost like the medium is the message. The obstacle is the way. The medium, the obstacle, the medium, the obstacle, the obstacle, the thing that's in your way, that is the thing. That's what you got to focus on. If you don't stop doing cocaine, you're going to end up just like Hari. <laughs> it's going to happen. What does the medium is the message mean? I went to media school and I can't even tell you. Really? No. Huh. Okay, so so the medium is the message, the way that you're delivering the the message. So whether it's, it's radio, whether it's uh, television, whether it's by letter, it's all conveying something differently to to someone. Okay. So the uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna like try to explain it my best. I see. So so the message itself is altered by virtue of the way different people interact with the medium itself. Exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. So, uh, you know, if you're posting something on on reddit or instagram it's going to be delivered different like the message is going to be different than via because some people are pushed castles some people are pushed watches that's right some people are pushed ascots that's right zuckerberg said it best (laughs) that's right that was when he was prophesizing what instagram could be yeah that's right (laughs) that was right after he said a million dollars isn't cool Oh, but, oh, that's right. But he didn't say that. That's No, someone said it, though. Yeah, somebody said it to him, and he ran with it. Uh, Justin Napster said it. <laughs> I'm Sean Parker. I invented Napster. Yeah. Um, Crazy on the Red Table Talk. What? Did you know that Will Smith was married before Jada? Yes. Do you know her name? Uh, no. Her name is Cherie Zampino. Okay. She, a fun name. She was invited aboard the Red Table Talk. To cook Thanksgiving dinner with Jada. Okay. This They just love to, to create t- tension, don't they? They oh, just want to bring man. in people just to see how weird it's going to be if they're around. Man, I love it. Yeah. What happened? I, I assume one of them's dead now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> one of them got cooked. Yeah. Wow. No, it was probably fine. That's because they're always they're always do this doing this like virtue signally thing where it's better to love each other. That's always their right. their goddamn message. It's like I just wanted to get everyone together and and you know, we wanted to like squash all the beef. Even though you'd uh, never do that. Two aunt vivs, two wives. <laughs> she's been married to Will for like 
20 years. Oh, yeah. She doesn't need to bring his ex-wife from when he was a child. Right. <laughs> she didn't need to do... She just created weirdness. Now, Meanwhile, did he have she, a kid with her? Maybe. Because he does have an older son. I think, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Right. Cherie Zampino. I'd go for a glass of Cherie Zampino right now. <laughs> <laughs> My dad used to say... Um, that uh, Cabernet Sauvignon sounds like a French Canadian hockey hockey player, which I <laughs> right. which I think is true. That's great. Yeah, Sauvignon, Sauvignon. Um, so yeah, you don't trust Will Smith because he, you know, he's forcing these awkward situations amongst his family members and cast members. I don't know that it's. I don't know that he's at all to blame here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to spin this that it's his fault. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose... Uh, He's just married to someone else now. It's it's Jada really really made this one weird. Life is life. That's, that's... Wait, did Jada invite her on? Yes. Oh, Jada was it's her show. The Red Table Talk is her racket, man. Oh. See, I kind of thought it was like a, a Will Smith family joint. <laughs> no, I think that it probably exists in spite of him. I'm sure it does. Oh. First things first, RIP Uncle Phil. That's true. Yeah, so never trust... Do we trust Cherie Zampino? No. Why not? Dunno. <laughs> I think that she had the wherewithal to get away from Will Smith. And one thing you should never do is uh, marry Will Smith. That's fair. Mm -hmm. And also, like my good friend always says, put a sweater on, it's already paid for. Or an ascot. Or an ascot. Live in a castle. 